Hello and welcome to the Because of the Times podcast. I'm Aidan and joining me today to chat all things Court and COVID and a little bit of other stuff as well. Uh, we've got the lead singer of Court and Mr. Sean Murphy O'Neill. Hello. You doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm not bad. Thank you, pal. How are you? Yeah, I'm absolutely fantastic. Thank, thank you very much. So, Grand National came out five days ago now, last week. Yep. Uh, what was the what's the response been like so far? It's been incredible, to be honest. Um, it's gotten loads of streams over the past week, and I'm I'm really made up on how it's doing. I kind of hoped this would happen because. It's one of my favourites off the EP, so I'm glad it's doing really well. Going to mention that actually, you you have kind of bigged this up as almost your your joint favourite song that you have written thus far, or is it the favourite one off the EP that you've got coming out next month? Um, so there's kind of like two songs on the EP which are equally my favourites for different reasons. Really, it's this one and Crass. So I guess it's personal taste will dictate what people prefer, but I I love them both. Yeah, so the, as as I said, uh, Grand National EP out. Um, what's it? April ninth. Um, April ninth. Yeah. And I, I did notice that is the day before the Grand National, so it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, good, it's a good, nice, nice bit of a PR for you there, really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic idea. Whoever came up with that one. <laughs> um, so it's been a bit of a been a bit of a weird one for you lot, really, because obviously you had, so your first single, Not Your Man, came out summer twenty nineteen. Then you had yeah. football beginning of twenty twenty. And then you had three what I would what I've kind of called uh, COVID singles, really, mm. and released those three songs. So what what's that been like? You know, not being able to play the shows and having those songs come out. It's kind of difficult, yeah. Like we finally got to that point now, releasing Grand National that we are releasing songs that we've never actually played live. I think that's really unfortunate because that's kind of the most fun part about being in a band. You also can't really gauge what people think of songs before you do them, which is annoying because in the past, you know, we released football first before David Byrne because the response at one of the gigs we played it at was incredible. And we thought, wow, we need to get this out pretty quickly. Whereas we never really got to gauge between then whether people would love David Byrne as much or Pop Shop. So it's interesting territory, but I don't mind it because I feel like I'm just relying on my own intuition and i i know that these songs are good and i'm really proud of them so it's I'm, I'm happy with i'm happy that other people feel the same way yeah and so on the flip side you haven't been able to play those shows but at the same time when when these songs have been released at least i know when i first discovered court on i was listening to a lot more music in that first lockdown than i probably i've ever have before because i yeah. hadn't really had that much to do and i remember I, the first song i listened to was football and that came on um, well, just like a, a daily mix mm. and I was like oh this is really good I, I enjoy I like this and I put it in one of my play- playlists so almost on the flip side because people were listening to more music yeah do you think that maybe got you a bit more, more or less exposure than maybe if you were able to play those gigs I guess we'll never be able to tell because the kind of flip side of that is um as lockdown started is when things in the industry started to build up for us like that's when we got signed to a label we picked up management we picked up other things that come with you know being a band and um i guess it's kind of impossible to tell whether the response would have been um worse off because people wouldn't have had as much time to listen to music or better off because we could have supported the releases we were doing with more shows in one sense i'm quite happy about the lockdown because it gave us a chance to write more music like half of the ep was wrote in lockdown by you know just with a guitar rather than in a band environment and those songs that were wrote are Crass and Grand National, and they're, they're my favourites. I think they came from a period of kind of um, 
having nothing else to do. Um, so it's it's quite an interesting one, yeah. I think and the thing, one thing we took on board when we first started lockdown is a lot of bands were postponing releases, I guess, in the hopes that things will get slightly better and they could, you know, gain more following from releasing a little bit later on. Whereas I think our stance was to not do any pushbacks because we thought in a really depressing, boring time, something that a lot of people could really do with is music and art in some capacity and sort of fun, enjoyable to listen to. When the restrictions started lifting, obviously around August time, um, well, for the first time anyway, there was a lot of socially distanced gigs kind of floating about and stuff. But to my knowledge, at least anyway, you lot didn't do any socially distanced gigs. Yeah. Was, there any re- was there any reason for that? I guess from a personal standpoint, whilst we could have, I just kind of wanted to wait it out because I don't think it's the same vibe. And I think some bands can get away with it. Like I watched like um, some clips from like the Sorry Show and, and that looked really great. But I feel like too much of my dynamic and our band dynamic as performers live is very crowd engagey. And if everyone was like sitting down apart from each other, I think the energy would have been off. And I don't think that would have been a fun return to gigging for us or for the people who want to watch us. So does that kind of uh, put um, any ideas of socially distanced gigs in the future out the window? Is that is that not going to happen? Unless something great comes up, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's out the window. I think the intention for us is to just wait a bit longer until it's um, a bit safer and then come back when we can have gigs that are horrible, loud and sweaty. Absolutely. I think that's what we all miss, isn't it? That, that yeah. just absolute immersiveness of sweat and <laughs> just alcohol and everything that comes with it it's absolutely fantastic so a lot of people have kind of uh, dubbed you as fueling the Britpop revival so <laughs> what, what, when you hear though, that kind of comment what does that stimulate you to do are you happy with that tagline or is it something you maybe want to drive away from a little bit um as a band i think it's very important not to be reactionary and um not to jump at things just because people are choosing to classify you in one way or other. I think another thing that's important to note is that the songs that you hear us release, we wrote like the general rule of thumb is we probably wrote that a year before you hear it. So I guess the like a public perception of us as artists is always kind of dated a year to how I perceive us. But that's because I've heard all the stuff we're working on now, whereas no one else has. So when I hear that people are like, oh yeah comparing us to like Blair or whatever I think well that's great because that's kind of where we were aiming you know maybe two years ago when we wrote those songs but when you hear the stuff we wrote one year ago I feel like it's in such a different direction that I think those I think those comments are going to stop pretty soon any kind of songs in particular you've got in your head at the minute that you can't you just can't escape yeah that's a tough one to be honest i feel like what we listen to is very um not indicative of what we play i've had the new sorry song on repeat i think that's very good yeah um, but i'm checking i'm checking my last fm as we talk right now and uh, we've been listening to a lot of sleigh bells been listening to a lot of animal collective standing on the corner a lot of charlie xcx a lot of um i'm listening to a lot of mia yeah we I, th- I feel like there's a lot of like varied stuff we listen to. We try not to listen to anything within our own genre range, I guess. Yeah, so you, you said about the comparisons to Blur before, and w- would you say they, as a, as a band, they are 
your inspiration um, for the music for the mu- for, well maybe originally the inspiration for producing music i don't think any particular band like serves us as an inspiration for producing music i think it more comes from the fact that like making music and making any art in general is just a lot of fun and it's really rewarding um personally but like there there are bands that um artistically i admire because you know they they took some turns which were not obvious in their career but in my opinion rarely paid off like especially on like is it like 1997 1999 13 that's such a left turn after releasing um after releasing their self-titled record i think i think a lot of people overlook that they overlook that this band actually kind of had a lot going for them when i, I suppose the term grip up as a genre is quite reductive like it immediately reminds me of oasis and then i suddenly forget the fact that blair did an album which like flared with like post rock and um like noise rock and i think yeah it, it is a bit of a shame so yeah, I suppose artistically, I, I do look towards them quite a lot. Finally, uh, one message for potential new listeners of Courting. Don't expect us to stay in one place, is kind of what I've been thinking a lot lately. I hope that when people listen to what we're doing, they're not just wanting us to release the same song over and over again. Because we've came so far from that already, that I think people are going to be in for quite a shock if that's what they're expecting. Sean Murphy O'Neill, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me.